What's up, everybody? This is Dominic D'Angelo of WrestleZone.com and MLW.com, and I am here with episode number three of the MLW Fusion Fight Report. So, welcome to the show. Uh, I just cover each weekend out the ongoings of Major League Wrestling. So, if you're not familiar with the show, I'd recommend maybe going back and at least listening to the first episode to get like a little rundown and overview if you're not familiar with Major League Wrestling. Just kind of get yourself a basis and stuff. I give a little bit of 101 there. And then I give a little like kind of asides about uh, particular stars and stuff like that uh, in episode two as well. But every week I give a recap of Fusion as well as just some of the ongoing news. Now, let me say this past weekend happened to be War Chamber tapings as well as uh, Fusion tapings, which they do all at once. So, uh, and that took place in Philadelphia. And to be honest, <laughs> I did not read the spoilers because I don't want to ruin the surprise for myself. Um, I typically am there, so uh, I'm usually in on the spoilers, like I know it as it goes on, but I wasn't there this time around. So uh, I kind of wanted to take a step back and uh, not spoil anything for myself. So I don't even know who the surprises are and who came out. Uh, <laughs> I think we get a little bit of indication of who that may be. Um, and if you look at the wrestling news, you probably already know who it might be. Um, and I, it's pretty safe to assume who this person is. Uh, but I want to leave the element of surprise, not only to me, because I think it's going to be fun, but to you guys too. Um, if you do want to know the spoilers, uh, we do, I believe have them up on wrestlezone.com and, uh, yeah, you can find them there and uh, get the details if that's what you want. But I'm going to be spoiler-free on this one. So uh, for myself, mostly in particular, I'm a very selfish person. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But so let's get to um, what else? What do I do? If I wanted to start off with anything in particular, um, not offhand, but I'm sure things might come up outside, and I'll take asides if need be. But let's get to the to the show itself this week. Um, they did advertise that next week will be when they air the War Chamber match. So that's going to be big time, real big time uh, for Major League Wrestling um, and seeing what things go. And uh, from this episode here, we're seeing a lot of things getting developed and teases being made and a lot of stuff going on. So this week's episode starts off with uh, Team Hammerheads, which is EJ Naduka, uh, Alex Hammerstone, and Richard Holiday walking through the area of 2300 arena and uh holidays on his airpods while ej and hammerstone are, are walking towards and who walks in but uh, emilio sparks and he's got he was on the beat for it and he asks hey what's so what's going on here you guys still need some partners for uh or chamber and stuff like that hammerstone's eating a protein bar while ej's uh with him and hammer's like oh, I'm, I'm busy man <laughs> like that kind of thing they're not giving him any details so EJ goes over, not EJ, Emilio goes over to, to uh, Richard Holiday, been trying to get the details from him, but he's talking to Max, MJF, on his AirPods. And you can hear from the conversation that uh, it's tying into a lot of what AEW is currently doing with Sting, who uh, Richard thinks is from the police. <laughs> and uh, he thanks Max for uh, offering to be in the war chamber, but it's always like, we'll be all right kind of thing. Um, so he brushes Emilio off. But then who comes in but uh, Cesar Duran and his associates, the Mast associate and the other Azteca Underground associate. And um, 
he's saying, Hey, I hear you need partners and stuff like that and everything. And Hammer's like, Hey, basically we don't trust you. And EJ's with them. And so is holiday. And, um, what happens is uh, Duran feels like, well, I have one person that you can use and he presents the key around his neck. And that's in time to uh, Lucha Underground, a, a reference back to that. So um, we get a little cliffhanger there to start the show off. And then we go right to the action, which is a trios match or a supposed trios match between Los Parks and 5150. Hilarious. I was saying 505, 5150. <laughs> and I've been watching the show and I didn't pick up that it's it's 5150. It's so easier to say. And I just feel like an idiot. But uh, no. So uh, going off there, we have uh, Danny Limelight Rivera and uh, Slice Boogie going up against uh, who is L.A. Park Jr. and El Hijo de La Park. No sign of L.A. Park, the patriarch. Uh, Brawl starts off just hectic and crazy. And here, uh, Joe Dombrowski and uh, Rich Pacini happen to say that, hey, L.A. Park was attacked backstage, and that's probably why he's not here. Uh, but who comes out but Homicide, who has been with Major League Wrestling for a very long time. Back in 04, he believe, I believe, is when he started. Might even have been a little bit earlier, but he was he was in the mix way back when. And so tying it all together here, he comes out and has his ties, obviously, with LAX and everything like that. And uh, he's part of the, the match. But who comes out? L.A. Park, not too long after that. And the brawl just continues. They do a tope suicida, tope suicida dive, and it just gets crazy. It's a slice boogie, uh, power bombs El Hijo through a table or, or a board, and uh, L.A. Park smacks him with the chair and just chaos. Fun, fun, like really intense wild chaos that really build to this feud that's been going on and uh adds to it so um this match gets thrown out so no, no contest and um you know we cut to commercial back from it they're brawling backstage they're fighting backstage and even we see jacob fatu for a brief moment and here uh 5150 rip off the mask of el hijo de la park and they uh, his father and brother cover him up and L.A. Park is pissed. He's like, this is some real bullshit going on here. And uh, obviously with the removing of a Lucha mask, it's very disrespectful. So playing into that, and we're going to see this take a trajectory. Because if you looked at the card, or saw the War Chamber card that the tapings were set up, we're going to get L.A. Park versus Homicide. We're going to get uh, the Tag Team Championships match. Now, I will say, I do know the spoilers for that one, because I was spoiled on that. But that's okay gonna be fun to watch anyways i won't spoil it for you guys though if you haven't watched it or heard, read the read the spoilers but um so then what's we cut to happens to be yes happens to be we get backstage yeah jacob for two but then we get to match two which is a big 12 man elimination take uh match is uh beast men Beast Man versus Kevin and Kevin Koo, Gino Medina, Casey Navarro, Akira Kwan, and King Mo tagging up all together against Zenshi, Warhorse, Savio Vega, Blue Meanie, Richard Holiday, and EJ Naduka. Now I was in the uh, audience crowd for this one when they taped this one, and it, it was a fun and like th this was a big showcase of the judge, EJ Naduka, as it should have been. And um, but everything got really well played out, I feel, because um started off.
that Kevin Koo eliminates Warhorse. And then uh, in comes the judge, and he takes out King Mo right away. Like, Spinebuster pins, one, two, three. Takes out Kevin Koo, one, two, three. So right in succession, they were basically gone. And then um, we get Richard Holiday and Navarro going at it. And Navarro's just, he's amazing. Like, to see him, he's such a, a get for Major League Wrestling that uh, he's got he's got to prove a lot of people and, and show a lot of people what he's capable of. But, um, and then Navarro goes up against Zenshi, which is always fun. Zenshi's awesome. Like, I love his unorthodox style um, and his just ability to do some really neat stuff in the ring and um, work with a lot of different range of talents and sizes and everything like that. He's, he's, he's been a stalwart for Major League Wrestling for quite some time, and it's, it's deservedly so. So, uh, but he gets eliminated when Beastman gets tagged in, who gives him a rolling cannonball in the corner, and he's out one, two, three. Then uh, Savio Vega comes in, and so this has been a showcase uh, up until this point. This is going to be a showcase of Beastman, what he was capable of. Now he's not with Major League Wrestling anymore, but um, he is a talent that's uh, on the market, and he's got a presence about him. So uh, he takes on Savio. Savio gets a little bit of offense into on him, but then um, the referee pulls uh, Savio's kendo stick away from him distracts him a little bit. Uh, Savio gets clotheslined, and then he gets splashed for the one, two, three, and Savio is eliminated now. That gets a lot of booze, by the way, from the Philadelphia crowd. They did not like Savio getting eliminated. Here comes, speaking of Philly, Blue Meanie. He comes in, and he does a neat spot where he he's like, all right, we're going to sumo wrestle this. So he gets in a sumo stance, and he tries to collide with Beastman. They both go and bounce off of one another, and then uh, they try it again. Doesn't happen. So uh, Blue Meanie gets uh, Beastman cornered. He goes in the opposite corner to go to splash him, but Kim Chi grabs his leg. And so Beastman charges at Meanie, collides with him, splashes him, and gets the one, two, three. Gets the one, two, three. So Blue Meanie is eliminated. Obviously, that wasn't a big thing for Philly. All right, here it comes. Eugene Duduka comes into the ring and he takes on Beastman and Kim Chi. Uh, he gives Beastman a big spine buster, pins him, so eliminates Beastman, and then just for good measure, spine busters Kim Chi and pins him too. Uh, Richard Holiday gets tagged in, and he meets his old adversary Gino Medina. Now, uh, Gino Medina was a brief member of the dynasty, and uh, until Richard Holiday fired him, but there's some contention there because Gino Medina just says he quit, he quit on it, and Richard Holiday's like, "No, I fired you," and so they play into that a little bit. These two go at it. They brawl on the outside. But then Akira Kwan, to tie this into full circle, Akira Kwan kicks Richard Holiday yet again. So if you remember when Richard Holiday lost the Caribbean Championship, Akira Kwan roundhouse kicked him and uh, led to, uh, oh my gosh, King Mortez giving him the straight to hell uh, flatliner and then getting the win and beating him. So all that Contra messed up Holiday again here. So Akira Kwan kicks Richard Holiday and Holiday is unable to answer the MLW 20 count, but Medina is, and he slides back in. So he's still in the match, and Holiday's eliminated. But that doesn't happen for long. It's three on one, though, against EJ Naduka. Naduka's Naduka. He's the alone man. He's the lone man here, but he powers through everybody, and then he, boom. I think he eliminates first Gino, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he eliminates Gino, then he catches Medina. Navarro up for a cool spot. So Navarro leaps off the top. He catches him. Boom. Gives him a spine buster. He's out. One, two, three. 
So both those guys are out. It's down to Kiro Kwan and EJ Naduka. Two men going to be in the war chamber next week. And uh, sure enough, EJ Naduka grabs Kwan by the throat and does an impressive like gorilla press where he holds him up almost Goldberg style and then catches him, throws him down for the spine buster. One, two, three. He's out. EJ Naduka, the lone man, the lone winner of this 12-man elimination tag. Very good way to showcase EJ and what he's capable of even further. I didn't get to say this, too, either. During that opening segment with uh, with Team Hammerheads and Cesar Duran, the body language and presence and inflection that EJ gives is very good. You can tell. Like, he's got some... He's got some chops, man, where he's able to handle like himself in front of the camera, has a presence. It's unbelievable. WWE let him become a free agent. Just it's so it's crazy. It's crazy. And so he's a real good get. He's gonna be something, man. He's I'm pumped. So yeah, the judge is awesome. So very good showcase of him. Uh they reveal that next week uh Cesar Duran will have a big surprise during the warm war chamber. Now we do see Cesar Duran with Willow Nightingale, and they seem to have a friendly uh, relationship going on here. Uh, Nightingale, you know, uh, Cesar is about to make a proposition to her, but Nightingale's like, listen, I do have friends here, but it's all about making that featherweight title, and I'm here to make that title. So she makes her intentions clear. Duran's impressed by that and then compliments her hair, and then uh, he gets interrupted by his masked associate, and uh, he's got to cut the conversation short. Uh, so Fatou is in his office. Fatou's pissed. He wants that title shot still in that rematch. Well, Duran's up to some no good here. And he's indicated that earlier because he wanted to cause some dissension with Mads Kruger. I believe it was last week or the week before. And, uh, you know, Mads Kruger is like, I hold my alliance to to uh, Contra. and uh, But I am a mercenary. So... Causing it, trying to cause some rift in the uh, things, and he's not only doing that with with uh, Contra. You'll we'll see that later on. But uh, so they go. So Batu's uh, there, and he wants his rematch. But Cesar is like, "Hey, man, it's out of my hands." Uh, Joseph Samuel uh, has not initiated a rematch clause yet, so I can't do anything about it. And so uh, Fatou's like, he's still kind of wise to it. He's just like, listen, I was like, that. there's not going to cause a rift between me, me and Samuel at all. Samuel. And so uh, there's, a, there's a lot of intriguing stuff going on here before War Chamber hits off. It's what, what's going to happen? I don't know because I didn't watch the spoilers. <laughs> so, uh, so I think this is the main event now coming up. Yes, it is. It's main event time. Oh, I didn't mention too that uh, they did a teaser for uh, Enzo showing up. And if you want, uh, go back and listen to the second episode. I give my reasoning why Enzo's a good fit in Major League Wrestling. Even if it's just for a one-off, but he's, he's a great fit, uh, and he he incorporates the fusion aspect of what MLW's been about for since its inception, basically. So uh, go give a listen back to that one. Um, but also there's a tease for uh, Gnarls Garvin coming up, Big Beef who I've got to see uh, wrestle a couple times with Limitless. And he's got, oh, man, he's going to be something, too. So he's going to fit right into the mix of that. Um, and, but then uh, we also had a little uh, feed cut of Samuel running down to Philadelphia. And, man, he does a great job at trash in Philly. <laughs> I lived in Philly for um, five years, uh, South Philly for two years. 
but he does a very good job uh, saying like that they only support losers and this is no different by them supporting hammerheads, the hammerheads. And then uh, he calls them window lickers, which is a fantastic dig. I love, man, that's such a good line. I want to start calling people window lickers now. You know, maybe I'll go on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. And if you want to be called a window licker, I got you covered. Uh, but uh, very good stuff. Samuel's always great. Oh, man. He does such great work with these uh, cut feed uh, videos. Uh, I just remember the one time he had one where he was just a bloody mess. and He was just screaming. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, so much good content that he produces and puts out in there. He's a very smart mind for the business. And uh, it's good uh, to see him kind of like flexing all the, the what what's so cool and badass about Contra Unit. So he does a great job at being the ambassador for that, definitely. But, okay, uh, main event time is the Opera Cup semifinals, the first match of the Opera Cup semifinals, where we have Bobby Fish going up against Davey Richards. Uh, these two have a history with ROH and everything like that, Red Dragon, you think all about that kind of stuff, and the American Wolves. Uh, here, they're facing one another. And um, uh, Davey Richards shakes... Uh, offers a hand to Bobby Fish. He they do a fist bump instead, and they get to the work. And it's Matt Matt wrestling and good technical stuff going on. Like, a, but and there's a neat spot where like uh, Bobby Fish is ringing the arm of Davy, and Davy like rolls and flips out of it. If you're familiar with uh, doing the test of strength and like the revenge games and stuff like that, he does something to that effect and then kicks bobby fish in the arm and it sends bobby fish outside who has got a reset really neat moment there it was i think it's kind of my favorite moment of the match actually it was so cool um they get back in the so they get back to it but a very good technical uh a hard fought match bobby fish does a little bit of heel work here where he trips uh, davy up on the apron and uh really focuses on kicking him and uh hurting his left leg um so good stuff there and he gets his heel hook in his patented heel hook in davy escapes uh Davey turns uh, uh, into an ankle lock here soon enough. Um, Bobby Fish gets out of that. Uh, Davey hits a brain buster on him, and uh, which I thought was the end of the match at that cover. And I was there for the match. I forgot what happened. <laughs> but um, he covers. Bobby kicks out. And then he, uh, but immediately uh, Davey doesn't relent, and he gets the ankle lock on there, cinches it in, great finds the leg, punches away at it, and uh, Bobby taps. And so that's that's the end of the match. And Davey Richards advances to the finals of the Opera Cup. Who will he face, though, is the question. Because Calvin Tankman is set to fight uh, TJP. Um, did that happen? Did that go down? I don't know, because I didn't watch the spoilers. And um, it could be because Alex Kane is the alternate, and there's been a storyline with that. So what is going to happen there? Overall, this was a really good show. Um, adds good build and stuff to uh, war chamber uh, certainly creates intrigue for the opera cup and something MLW is really great at is just building excitement for things like bill and keeping the continuity with everything. Cause you got to think too, these matches uh, fusion and stuff is taped uh, sometimes in order, but other times it's like, okay, they'll do something here. And you're like, where's this going with that? But they make it all make sense in the end of things. They tie it all together. So um, if I have to give an MVP for this week, I will give it to EJ Naduka. It's just very good. Like I said, awesome, awesome in the uh, opening segment there. Great showcase of him in the elimination tag. Again, a great, 
way that they promote things MLW does. So uh, very cool to see. I'm trying to think. Oh, also, I didn't mention this. Um, Yoshihiro Tajiri, the middleweight champion, world middleweight champion, will be defending his title overseas in Japan. Should be pretty darn cool. Uh, now, Hammerstone was known to do that, too. He went on a tour for Pro Wrestling Noah, which is what uh, I believe. No, uh, they're doing it with um, with all Japan this time around. But that's it's been cool to kind of get it helped build Hammerstone. And Hammerstone says that how much he loved wrestling in Japan and he wants to do that again too. So he's, it's, uh, being able to the MLW to take that title, like international is great stuff and adds to the stakes, adds to the prestige of holding the belts, um, and makes them more important. So, uh, very cool to see, um, looking forward to seeing what goes with that. I'm trying to think if there was anything else, very super newsworthy. Now I know again, since I did not check in on spoilers and stuff like that, I don't, really go by there might have been some news developments and things like that some reports of stuff going on i'm not sure about those because i'm just remaining in the dark so um but yes overall good show my mvp for this week ej naduka excited for war chamber next week should be a fun one excited for the the uh, thanksgiving episode too as well because they're going to have the national open weight championship ladder match there so that'll be very cool to see um but yeah some really good stuff on tap for major league wrestling if you have any questions for me you can hit me up on at Dominic D'Angelo on my uh, Twitter there, PC. And uh, you can follow WrestleZone on Twitter at WrestleZone.com or WrestleZone.com. Go to WrestleZone.com for all your wrestling news needs. And, hey, check out MLW.com, too, for my not only my recaps. Go to MLWShop.com if you're interested in any of uh, their, their merch and stuff like that. They got some cool stuff. Zip-up hoodies, um, a really cool Davey Richards uh, Cobra Kai-style T-shirt uh hammer's got some cool merch uh who else los parks has some really cool merch too so check that out a lot of cool stuff going on um but yeah uh that'll do it for me this week uh feel free to send me an email if you have any uh fusion fight report questions i'm happy to answer them or mlw questions in general feel free the mailbag's always open you can always dm me too on my twitter so do that too if you'd like but hey guys thanks for tuning in and I will see you next week on the MLW Fusion.